Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Being On Stage, the only podcast that gives you motivation, inspiration, and confidence to be better on stage. No matter how you entertain, sing, dance, band, comedian, public speaking, MC, drag, burlesque, performance art, or street performer, this is the show for you. Hey, rock stars, Reggie Dawson, your host of the Being On Stage podcast, the only podcast for performers to improve their confidence, seek inspiration, and motivation to keep doing what you love and rocking that stage. What is going on, everybody? Listen, so I'm kind of on a, a bit of like a, I don't want to call it like a high, but kind of like a blitz, like a like an adrenaline rush almost. Um, I got a guy coming today to fix some drywall in the bathroom, and I only have like 12 minutes to podcast, so it's like, wake up, shower, do this, do that, do that, po- podcast. And, you know, I'm telling you, the commitment to do something every day for a month has uh, kind of helped my priorities a little bit. So as a procrastinator, professionally procrastinator, uh, I'm happy to report today I took my first step to getting past procrastination. <laughs> it's not my first step. I come and go. Um, sometimes I get really good and sometimes I fail miserably, and I think we all do. Uh, so listen, a couple of days ago, and it's kind of been weighing on my mind for a while because I keep mentioning it, I keep bringing it up, I keep like sliding it in there. I keep mentioning like getting paid, how to get paid for performing. And it can be, honestly, as from personal experience, it can be an uncomfortable topic to, to broach, especially if it's something that you've never done, you've never asked to be paid for what you do, uh, especially... If you're not sure what you're worth, I think that's something we all struggle with. And it's not just performers. I mean, people running businesses, people selling products, everybody struggles with what's my price point? What is this What is this valued at for the consumer? And for us, performers, our consumer is our audience. You know, we step on stage, we present our talent, and they applaud us. They're, they're consuming our art, our talent. So... What's the value of that? Because here's the thing. When we perform, we're we're kind of like the middle party. You know, we're we're the entertainment, okay? So the venue makes the money and they're looking to make money. And how they make money is they sell drinks or food or a combination of the things. And this is assuming that you're not, you know, headlining a concert or anything. Listen, if you're performing at a festival, it's it's still the same thing. Um, the venue is making money somehow. And in order to get a return on that money, they have to bring people. So the venue, no matter who it is, whether it's a festival or a bar or even a a theater, the venue makes money on sales, whether it be ticket sales, door charges, drinks, food. Um, If it's a festival, the vendor fees, the the cost of admission for the people, uh, the sponsorships. And in order to get a return on that or even in order to make that money, you have to bring the people. Festivals make money because they bring the people, the people patronize the vendors, and the vendors are happy. That's how that's how the festival works. Like as an organizer, that's how the festival works. The entertainment is there to draw the people and keep the people. That's that's what the entertainment's there for. Same thing in a restaurant or a bar. The entertainment's there to keep the people and bring the people and well entertain them and help them have a good time to stay longer while they're there. So really, we're, we're, 
we're kind of being used in a way. And it's not a bad thing. I actually think it puts us in an incredible position because unlike a, a restaurant or a bar or a business or, you know, my girlfriend does graphic design, my wife, whatever, my wife, and my girlfriend, same person. I use them interchangeably. But my wife, she is a graphic designer, photographer, and she struggles all the time with what do I charge for this? And I think we struggle as well because we want to make money what we're, with what we're doing. But one of two things happens. Either we don't believe we're worth such and such amount of money. I say, let's say, let's say $200 is our first price point, $200. If you, we don't think we're worth $200 or the venues don't think we're worth $200. Either way, there's some work to be done. On one hand, you have, you, you have to know that you are valuable. Now, there are ways to make yourself more valuable, you know, rehearsal, uh, booking more and more gigs, networking with other performers. There are ways to make yourself more valuable. The way, the, the true way to make yourself more valuable and worth more money is to keep growing in your talent, trying new things, expressing yourself in new ways, doing the, uh, the unthinkable out of the box thinking and really, I mean, honestly creating that connection. And you do that through yourself. Like you unleash the truest, most raw, energetic side of yourself, like the, the truest portion of you that you hide from everybody, you release that on stage. Whether it's high energy, emotional, whatever, you release that on stage and you create that connection. Now, what that does for the audience is it draws them in. Okay, so once you create that connection, you draw on your audience, then when you start getting repeat customers, repeat, you know, people wanting to know where you're performing next, people following you on social media. That's how you help determine your value and how you become more valuable is bringing in the audience, the fans, if you will. Okay, and if you don't think you have fans, let me let me just back way up. Okay, I was at a position a few years back where truthfully, it felt like I just had a bunch of friends that like to hang out at the bar where I perform. And turns out it was not the case. And it's an, it's kind of unfortunate to realize this a few years later because, you know, when you think you have all these friends and they're actually just fans, and that's okay. Like, it's it's okay to be friendly with your fans and for your fans to be friendly with you. But I guess for, well, for me it was a bitter note because, you know, I felt like I lost all my friends when I stopped performing. But if you stop performing, you just lose fans. Um, and that's what I lost. So I'm okay with it now, you know, and I'm not tooting my own horn and I don't want to devalue any of my relationships with people. I was very friendly towards my fans, but they, they were fans nonetheless. And you have fans as well, you know, and it's not to say that, that these people are just with you because you're performing or they're just friends with you because you're, you're an artist or whatever. Um, you know, they truly admire what you do and they want to see more of it. That's what a fan is. A fan isn't someone that thinks they're going to be be something by standing next to you. That that's a user. That's that's an idiot. That's an ass. Ooh. That's a just, you know, that's a different person. A fan is someone who wants to support you and wants to see more of what you do. So you draw them in with your personality and you draw them in with your connection and what you do on stage and you keep doing better and better and better. They're going to keep coming back. That's your value to the venue is the people that you bring. That's how you can determine that you're valuable. So then the second thing I said was that the venue doesn't find you worth that much. Well, at first, you may not be worth that much. Even if you have a thousand local followers on social media, you may not be able to get them to come out for the venue to pay you $200. 
You may have to work a couple of open mic nights. You may have to offer to do an event for free. Yes, I said it free, and you should be used to doing it for free. That's, what are we talking about here? We're, one, right now I'm talking about people that have not charged yet for what they do, or they're charging very little, or they're accepting money as it comes. You have to step up and understand that you're valuable and how you, you know, how you calculate your value is by how many people you're bringing to these venues. Don't make the same mistake I did, okay? I was bringing people. I mean, I was bringing, I mean, when there was 40, 50 people at the show, and I, I performed a lot of smaller crowd events. It's it's what I like. I don't, I don't really like the over 100 crowds. I do like the lesser. So when I would have like 40 people, a smaller audience, like 30 to 40 people, half of them are people that came because I invited them. But I only accepted or I only got paid like 50 bucks. Now, granted, you're thinking, oh, that's only 50 people. Well, yeah. If you're at a venue where you're performing in front of 100 people at a restaurant, how many people did you bring in? Or how many people did the restaurant bring in? You know, you have to be able to bring people and get them to come out. So, yes, you may have to do an event for free at a place. You may have to work out a deal that says, okay, listen, um, you know, for the people that come for me, give them a 10% discount or, you know, let me get 10% of their meal or their, their bar or whatever. Um, you, you can work out deals like that. Or if it's a cover charge deal, let me get, you know, 10% of the cover. You can work out some sort of deal like that until they realize this, this, this guy's, you know, I'm going to lose money this way. I need to just, I need to just pay him flat rate, you know, but if you wait for that, you're also going to be devalued because the venue is going to wait until you're bringing in like 500 people. They're, it's a, it's a business, you know, it's a business. They're, they're not going to pay until they get a really nice return. So sometimes you got to force it a little bit. Sometimes you have to tell them like, listen, um, I'm going to need to start charging you about $150, $200 a show because the, you know, the amount of people I'm bringing in. Um, and that's okay to do that. So I'm going to tell you one, one more story and then I'll kind of get to the, the end of the podcast and wrap it up. So I was performing in West Palm and it was uh, my second night performing there and I brought a couple entertainers with me. Um, I've talked about this night before. I grossly misjudged the audience and did uh, performances that were not uh, welcomed. I, I don't mean it wasn't like a it wasn't inappropriate performances or offensive performances. It just wasn't in line with what the rest of the night was. The night was like a hip hop um, reggae uh, like house type of night and I performed like rock music. And it just, it didn't flow with the rest of the night. And I, I, you know, it was a poor choice. I, everyone makes poor choices. That was one of mine. And what happened was they tried to reduce my pay and I kind of stuck up for myself a little bit. And, and I reminded them like, listen, you know, I, I understand, you know, we, we had agreed on like 250 or something like that. It was supposed to be, I was supposed to get a hundred and then I brought three entertainers with me that were just starting out like within the first year and they were each supposed to get 50 or something like that. So I told him, I said, listen, I, I understand like if you're not happy with how I perform, but I, I have people that I have to pay. You know, we, we drove a long way here and, you know, to, to do a hundred dollars, he was trying to cut it to a hundred dollars for all of us. I mean, granted there's four of us at 25 a piece, but I wasn't, I wasn't too happy about that. So I, I got him up to 150, and what I did was I gave everybody their 50 bucks and I, I went home empty handed, you know, and they, they chipped in for gas when they realized what happened. Cause, 
my my ex-girlfriend just couldn't let me do something nice like that that's that's one of the reasons she's an ex-girlfriend but um she she couldn't let me just do something nice like that like just not get paid um and she had a bad habit of doing that because i i I don't want to get into this but um just just side note don't don't make people feel bad for doing something nice for people or for taking a hit like i i took the hit and i gave them the 50 bucks each and we were driving home and she asked uh she said something about gas money and they were kind of like oh yeah like sure thinking they didn't think they had to do gas money because i was getting paid more than them um so she's like well you know he didn't get paid so every little bit helps and it's like what the hell can't you just let me do this for people? So they all chipped in like 10 bucks to help us get home. And I didn't need it, but it wasn't the point. But anyways, don't do not do that to people. Um, but sometimes you have to, sometimes you're going to have to take the hit is, is kind of what I'm getting at. You know, maybe the night doesn't perform so well. Maybe you made an agreement for, you know, $250 and 50 people showed up. So, you know, maybe you reduce your pay. You, you got to work with people if you want to keep your relationships up. So there, there's two sides of whatever I'm going at here. And I know this is running long. And I, I mean, I don't have a podcast because I don't like talking, if you know what I mean. But I know this is running long. But I'm going to wrap it up here in a moment. I promise. Famous last words. <laughs> But there's there's two things I'm getting to hear. At at one hand, you can't be afraid to charge something. If you're not comfortable with going for 200, 500, then you know, charge what you're comfortable with to start out with, you know? See if you can make some money doing what you love. Period. That's it. Um, you know, keep working at what you do, keep growing, keep getting better, keep networking and and meeting people, like keep communicating with your fans and your audiences on social media, on stage and even after the show in person. Um, but don't be afraid to ask for money. But on the other hand, on the other hand, what I'm saying is if you're not performing well or the audience isn't there, be allow yourself the flexibility to work with the venue. You know, allow yourself that flexibility to say, okay, listen, you know, you, you and I both know this wasn't as successful as it should have been. Half of that's on me. So, you know, I'll just take $100 instead of $200. And I'm not saying you got to cut it in half, but even if you cut off 50 bucks, it, it's a show of good faith that you recognize it wasn't what it was supposed to be, and you're you're a part of that. You have a stake in that, so you're gonna take a hit just like they are. So listen, I could honestly go on and on and on and on about how to get paid for performing. Um, getting on stage not the only way asking venues for money to 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 perform or festivals or anything not the only way um i can give you 10 other ways easy right off the top of my head um but i want you to uh so i want you to have those just go to my website and um put in your name and email i'll send it to you or if you don't want to go to my website because i mean i get it you can also just email me directly reggie at being on stage.com I can send it to you that way too. So, all right. Listen, I appreciate you guys listening to me drone on about getting paid. I hope you picked up something. And, you know, I guess if I was like Jerry Springer and I, I was doing a final thought, it would be don't sell yourself short. You're more valuable than you think you are. Keep on shining.